0: Hello, I'm Stacey Murda, health coach and yoga teacher, passionate about supporting your health and wellbeing. This wellness podcast is focused on bio-individuality, knowing that one size does not fit all. As a coach, it is my goal to empower you with the knowledge, tools and techniques you need to make the right decisions to support your health goals. I hope it brings you the inspiration that you need. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. We are talking about our thoughts this week, and as the title says, can you control your thoughts? And the short answer is no. (laughs) You can't fully control your thoughts, but you can, of course, learn how to manage them. The brain is such a complex organ that the body and our thoughts are continuously processing and it's happening so quickly that we can't possibly control every single thought that comes into our mind. But what you can do is control your reaction and your behavior surrounding those thoughts. So there are many ways that we can do this and which we will delve into today And I hope that it will help you in ways that it can start to give you a little bit of food for thought um, in managing your thoughts a little better. Um, But essentially, they are just thoughts. Our brain is in overdrive a lot of the time. And I think because of the fast paced lifestyles that we all lead in this digital world, um, our attention span has reduced significantly. I think our attention span when it comes to online is between a three to nine second window and nine is very generous so it could even be three to six but even that just tells us that how, how fast our brains are working and how quick thoughts are being processed and so on but what I would say and this everything that I'll speak about today comes from personal experience um, and I think very much so is a good place to start when we have thoughts that are continuously coming through is one just acknowledge that all they are are thoughts there's not necessarily any substance behind them all the time, of course. And so in this instance, I would always say, just have that internal dialogue with yourself. Internal dialogue is such an important, what do I call it, an important mechanism really um, within ourselves. And it's great because it helps us become self-aware. It becomes A part of us that we get to know ourselves a little bit better by switching on that dinner inner dialogue and connecting with ourselves on a deeper level. And when we switch on that inner dialogue, it's conversely having a word with yourself, you know. So literally when a thought occurs, ask yourself: is it true? Is it possible? why is that thought coming into my mind? And then whether or not you want to hold on to that thought, how does it affect you? How does it impact you? Is it relevant? Like why, you know, I have thoughts that come into my mind during the day and I'm like, huh, why am I thinking that? Um, And equally, I'll have thoughts of friends, loved ones and I had this crazy one, uh, obviously we were talking last week about gratitude and we touched a little bit on toxic positivity and manifestation and so on and actually it was the other day I said to my mum in the car, I was like, oh I haven't heard from such and such a friend of mine Um, and I think it must have been 11 o'clock in the day and then by half six that evening she was calling me. And it's so funny that once you kind of put something out into the universe, um, and particularly if you start reading the secret, it'll tell you usually when you've dreamt of someone or you start thinking about them or talking about them, they tend to show up, um, not all the time. So (laughs) maybe you're going to be like, oh, I want this person to show up. And then you start continuously thinking about them. I don't think that's how it works. Um, but yeah, but I think, you know, sometimes we put a lot of owner, owner, ownership, no, that's not the word, but a lot of weight, yeah, a lot of weight onto our thoughts and I think particularly when I teach yoga and meditation, um, I'll get a lot of questions about switching thoughts off. And perhaps controlling the thoughts or trying to like get away from the thoughts. And really it's not about that. And I can understand why I can understand the the want to switch things off and... To decompress, and I think there's a lot of ways that we can do so without having to switch our brains off, because we can't. There's no switch. You can't switch off your brain, Um, but there are ways that you can invest some time in and build better habits to help manage your thoughts a little bit more. And I suppose that's what we're gonna look at and. As we've just said there, definitely connecting with that inner dialogue, that inner voice, you know, getting to know yourself and getting to know what thoughts are coming into your mind that are true, what is negative self-talk, what is not important to you and that we can ditch entirely and where's that inner cheerleader voice, where's all that positivity, you know, cheering you on. And kind of looking for that. And when you start to connect with that inner dialogue, it's, you know, how can you change that thought and reposition it? And we'll speak about that. But let's kick off with meditation. And as I say, a lot of people in class will, you know, and a lot of people even who hasn't haven't come to a class, they will always say, oh, I've tried meditating, can't do it, can't do it. And um, I think, really, meditation, it comes to you at the right time. But also, there are many ways to meditate and not one size fits all. So there'll be different ways of meditating that will suit different people in different ways. And so it certainly helps us reduce the brain chatter and gain clarity and focus so that you can start to recognize thoughts that make sense and are positive for your life. And that's what's so important. When you start to engage with your thoughts and have that internal dialogue, then you can start to get a little bit more clarity and focus. Now in meditation, we use various different ways to find an anchor within your meditation, and that can come in various different ways, and I'll touch just on a few of them. Now, in in some of my classes, I will use breathwork, and that can be really helpful for a lot of people. Also, um, your third eye, which is just located between the eyebrows. This is also your third eye chakra, and it is also known as your prefrontal cortex, which helps with clarity and focus. So it really helps us tune in to ourselves, tune in to whatever it is that we want to focus on. So if you look inwards and slightly up to access your third eye, but without strain, and I I don't demo this in class, but I try to explain it my best way possible, but you're almost looking inwards and up to access your third eye with your eyes closed. So you're almost a little cross-eyed. That's why I can't demo it because my eyes are closed, obviously. um, And I can't do it with my eyes open. So having that gaze coming inwards and slightly up, but without strain. So if you feel a little bit of strain, you just take the gaze back a little bit. And that connection to the self is such a really good way to start meditating so if you can focus on your breath that's one if you can focus on your third eye that's two if you can do both of those at the same time then again brilliant it will help you get into meditation state even quicker for me personally as soon as I bring that gaze to my third eye, I am straight into meditation. Um, Depending on obviously what's happening in my life at the time because sometimes you can find yourself in that fight or flight response and you're stressed. So it takes longer to kind of get into a parasympathetic state where for me, breath work really helps. Um, But yes, so breath work, your third eye chakra, and also just giving yourself a moment to just bring yourself into a more calm and peaceful state is really important. So it could just be sitting in your car and taking five breaths, whatever that breath work may look like for you. Um, It could also be that you're sitting in your car and you bring your attention to five things that you can see or hear, you know, so there's a a few different ways that you can start to meditate. But what I would say is don't put pressure on yourself to meditate by thinking that you have to switch your thoughts off. That's not it at all. And I think in the beginning of meditation, that will happen. So prepare yourself that it's going to happen and that's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing unnatural about it. Just give yourself the opportunity to be patient with yourself and with your thoughts. And honestly, if you stick with it, it will start to get better. You will get better. You'll become more patient with yourself. You'll become calmer. And one for me as well is walking in nature. Walking in nature is a fantastic way to meditate. No music, no distractions, Just allow yourself to experience your thoughts when you're walking. Just allow them to come um, and go. And for me, I use this as a little brainstorm session. And I totally get that this can be a little daunting. It can be scary because I think when I speak to a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to be with their thoughts. So they will use distractions. They don't want to sit with how they're feeling and I completely understand that you know but I think in order for you to get to a place of where you're healing you know because a lot of people who don't want to experience their thoughts or perhaps running from their thoughts tend to just be escaping something that's perhaps happened to them um, and it could just be that you're not allowing yourself to slow down. And so it's really important that you get to know yourself and slow down so that you understand more about what you're wanting in your life and understand more about you and yourself. And so Of course, without music, without distractions, without listening to a podcast, that can be totally scary, listening to your own thoughts. But it can be also really beautiful. It can be also so wonderful that you're giving yourself a creative outlet and allowing yourself to daydream and talk with your own inner thoughts and feelings. And I'm not saying this in a crazy way at all. But it is about getting to know yourself. And for me personally, it's the best medicine for me because I get to know what it is that I'm wanting in life. I get to be creative in my thoughts. I get to brainstorm. I get to also manage my emotions and manage my coping and resilience, which I find really helpful. And I think... If you were to do one thing, then I would try doing a walk without any distractions. So as I say, walking in nature, whether it be by the beach, whether it be in a forest or green area and just not listening to music or a podcast or anything, no headphones and just being with yourself and being in the present moment, you know, I think with this in mind as well, a positive mindset is so important. Being kind to your thoughts are, is so important. So when those perhaps negative thoughts come into play or thoughts that we don't necessarily want to hear, just be kind to the thought and just say, oh, <laughs> this, sounds, this does sound crazy. But I typically, with my inner dialogue, if thoughts... Come in that are negative or not so nice then I'm like I'm not dealing with you today it's not for me see you later and I kind of visualize that I'm nudging the thought away with my hands and that really helps me because I'm then able to replace it with a positive thought and by acknowledging the thought and not reacting that and it doesn't ring true to you, then that's really important because it's reaffirming to you that those thoughts aren't for you, those thoughts aren't um, connected to you, and they are just thoughts. And trying to keep that positive mindset is really important because you recognize the negative thoughts, the negative patterns that may occur, so you can start to reframe them with a positive thought. And this is where reframing is really comes into play and really important. Reframing is how we start to view things. And so for example, if the glass is half full or half empty, it's all about perspective and how we see things. So if you're experiencing negative thoughts, try to reframe them with a positive thought. So for example, say you were to apply for a job that you really wanted and you didn't get it. So instead of thinking badly of yourself or negatively about the situation and getting down in the dumps about it, try to reframe it. So try to reframe it by acknowledging the opportunity just wasn't meant for you and the right one is still on its way coming in soon. So I think a lot of the time we give a lot of things in our lives weight that doesn't necessarily deserve that amount of weight or you know control in, in the situation you know so in that instance I always think if something hasn't happened for me okay no problem I can obviously be a little bit upset about it and what have you but I always will try to reframe it and think to myself okay, that wasn't meant for me. What else can I do here? And how is this redirecting me? What's the lessons here? And so with everything in life, we are continuously learning. There's always something along the path that's going to teach us something new. And so if that's some sort of rejection that we've had, whether it be a job or what have you, then it's like, right, okay, that wasn't for me. Um, let's keep trying, let's now. And then it's even going back to the drawing board, and I'm just sticking with the job analogy for now. But if you're looking for a new job, for example, then it's like, right, did I apply for the right thing in the first place? How do I reassess this? And I think as well then I'm gonna stick with the job thing here, but also then thinking about when you're applying for a job, what you're looking for from an employer, what values they need to hold as an employer that resonate with you as an employee, what resonates with you with your personal values and the culture of the company, all of these different things. Like if you're going to invest your time, your skills and contribute to a company you want them to be able to be supporting you in the exact same way. Investment works both ways. So it's what I can bring to the table, but what do I want the employer to bring to the table? So perhaps when you're getting perhaps some knockbacks along the way, it's like, right, how do I reassess this? What do I need to um, learn? And in that situation as well, if we were looking at, say, jobs, for example, I always recommend asking for feedback. So asking the interviewer for feedback and being thank you so much for taking the time to interview me. Can you give me some um constructive feedback on how the interview went and perhaps any reason why my application wasn't successful this time, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um I know we've talked about jobs there, but I hope that that kind of gives you a little bit more of an understanding on how we can start to reframe things and think about really okay this hasn't worked for me on this occasion where is it redirecting me what are the lessons that I need to learn and how can I reframe this into a positive um, for me so that I'm not necessarily going and spiraling into a negative mindset And I think that's so, so important with anything and with any thoughts that are coming into our mind is constantly looking at those thoughts, using your inner dialogue to then reframe the situation Um, and acknowledging that, okay, these things aren't going to always work out, but how can I make it um, good? And how can I make, how can I, make the next one good or the next situation better what what am i learning here to get better and i think that's it like we're all continuously learning i spoke recently um at shimna integrated college and we were talking about self confidence and so on and i i referenced a book um called Lean In by Cheryl, Cheryl Sandberg, who's the COO of Facebook, now Meta. And um, if you haven't read her book, I definitely recommend it. It is a really good read. And in it, she speaks about your career and that your career should almost be a jungle gym. You shouldn't think that it is just linear and it's just one straight path. You know, you will develop certain skill sets along the way throughout your life. And there may be points where you're like, I wanna go and retrain, I wanna go and re-educate myself. This is a career that I'd love to be able to do. And some of us may think that, you know, we're at a certain age and that's not possible anything is possible. You can go and do whatever you want at any age. Obviously, within reason, you know, like I'm talking the legal age limit. You're not going to do things at the age of four. Um, But you know what I mean? Like, and so it's about reframing again, your skill sets And looking at the skill sets and the experience that you have and not always thinking that that just fits a specific title. Um, And that's where I think reframing is really important throughout anything. So not just your thoughts, but life circumstances and so on that happen. Um, But coming back to your thoughts, another way of obviously managing those thoughts is talking them out talk with a close friend or family member. If certain thoughts are bothering you or perhaps they're a little bit more persistent and that reframing and the positive mindset and meditation things just aren't working for you, definitely speak with a friend, loved one or your GP. Um, but speaking out loud about any thoughts or problems that are confusing, it really helps process and it helps you process then if those thoughts are real or are they just a thought and it's so true that a problem shared is a problem halved. You know, once you say something, whether, well, I think even two things, once you say it out loud or once you start to write it down, and this is where journaling is a really good way of processing thoughts as well, is that Sometimes when you say it out loud, even if you just said it out loud in the comfort of your own space, your own room, um, then use your inner dialogue, speaking to yourself and just be like, why am I thinking that? You know, why? Why is that thought coming into my mind? And then is that true? No, that possibly can't be true. And then, you know, having that compassion for yourself um but yeah definitely speak out loud whether to yourself but also to friends family or your GP um we spoke a few episodes back on gut brain health and nutrition is so important if you're experiencing any gut issues that can absolutely have an impact on your brain and have an impact on thought processing. And so that's where your gut health is so important. So there, there's no, um, I mean, there are studies going on still, but there's more and more studies coming out that anxiety um, starts in the gut. And so a lot of mental health issues and so on, are connecting to your gut health and the gut microbiome and so that's why it's so important to eat a clean and balanced diet focusing on good gut health and so by doing so and having regular bowel movements and so on as well that's really important because that means that you're eliminating toxins from the body and you're getting good nutrition into your body if you're not eliminating waste and this probably sounds like TMI, but if you're not eliminating waste from the body, where do you think it's going? You know, it's it's going to remain in the body and it's going to impact that gut. Your gut's going to send connections to the your thoughts and patterns to the brain and your brain's going to be thinking, God, what is happening here? and all kinds of things. So that's why it's so important to come back to the diet as well. So if you're experiencing erratic thoughts, I would definitely contact your GP. If none of these things can support it, I would then look at your nutrition and look at your diet. And there's obviously other things that surround this too, in terms of your environment, your work, your relationships, Um, everything that's going on in your life can have a huge impact on your entire health, your immune system, your body takes on a lot. When something is out of whack in the body, everything can be tipped off balance. So I think definitely check in with yourself and check in on that nutrition side of things. Another thing that can be really beneficial to supporting um, thoughts is cognitive behavioral therapy and this is a really effective method Um, with thoughts and feelings that are overwhelming and this again can be discussed further with your GP if this is something that you may need. Now in yoga we have the eight limbs of yoga that we are taught in our practice and as teachers and I tend to talk about these quite a lot in um my classes one of the yamas in yoga is ahimsa and ahimsa is non-violence to others or to ourselves so effectively it's teaching us self-compassion to be kind to ourselves and to others and this is one of one of the ways that we practice yoga off the mat. Yoga isn't just about being on a mat and moving your body. There are so many ways to practice yoga and yoga essentially helps us get better at life. It helps us be better to ourselves and better to other people and it's something I work on personally especially around negative self-talk which is a real thing for me. I'm human. We all tend to have it and you know I'm a lot better at managing it than I was, but things happen and it's about how you manage these things. So I have to manage this on a regular basis and I manage my feelings around imposter syndrome, body confidence and my work and it can be difficult for any any one of us. Um, But I think always coming back to self-compassion and using my ahimsa is a great reminder for me and I'd love to pass that on to you as well because we all have incredible brains but sometimes it can tell us things that are completely untrue and we need to be able to manage that and a great starting point is approaching it with self-compassion and being kind to ourselves. I think for anything that you may be going through when you're thinking about your thoughts always approach everything when it comes to you your thoughts your health start with self compassion don't beat yourself up about anything whatsoever because life is hard life is happening daily and we go through tough stuff and you just need to show yourself a little bit more kindness love self compassion and just remember all the great qualities that you have about yourself And then you can start to work on the other stuff that you need to get better at. And it will all fall into place. It will all come. But we are all a work in progress. And I think that's really important to understand is that we are all continuously learning. And I think if anything, if we can talk uh, openly about these things more often with each other, And talk about the difficulties that we face. We would all be living in a more harmonious world. Where we were supporting one another. And being kind to one another. And not all faking it till we make it. In sense of, you know, we've all got it together. Because that's not true. And I don't think anyone has it together. There's always going to be elements of whatever part of your life that that needs a little bit of more care and focus and attention. And yeah, so those are my final thoughts today. (laughs) I think, I hope that this has helped somewhat. And of course, like with Anything that I've discussed um, in any of the episodes, please feel free to contact me with any questions or thoughts that you may have. And I really hope that it's given you some food for thought. Perhaps it's given you some tips, and yeah, and approach yourself with some kindness in your week ahead, and remember to just share some love with yourself and with others, and be kind. Have a fantastic week, everyone, and I will speak to you all soon. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would be so grateful if you could take some time to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for future episodes. This helps keep you up to date with future releases, whilst also growing the podcast so that others can find it. Take care and see you all again soon.